Good morning. Hope you're ready for some South Carolina urban legends. You know what we like to hear about our state, but about the place we dwell, the place we let our children call home. However, nothing is all sunshine and rainbows. There is an underbelly to everything. A place where the darkness lives, a place where the sunshine never reaches. This is a place that bursts the strange, unusual, sometimes, sometimes the most terrible stories you will ever hear, or the ones you will never want to hear. These are stories that become from urban legends, the ones we tell each other around campfires, and the ones children tell other children in their rooms on sleepovers using flashlights. Are they real? I'm sure that everything is based on some fact, whether it's huge vein of truth or a sliver of breath. It is up to you to decide in the end what do you believe. The Lizard Man Described as being taller than the average man, the Lizard Man is said to be muscular, covered with dark hair and scaly lizard-like skin on its face and hands and feet. It is said that he has three fingers on each hand and three toes on each foot. The strength of the beast has been reported to be more than enough to rip the car to shreds. There have been quite a few reported sightings of this creature around South Carolina. The first such sighting was reported on June 29, 1998. By Christopher Davis, his report is as follows. I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away, and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car, and as I locked it, the thing grabbed the door handle. I could see him from the neck down, the three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was raw, strong, and angry. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes, and then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt, and then I heard... And then I could see his fingers through the front windshield where he curled around the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. Other reports have been made as well, including the mauling of cars that have been documented as looking as though they had been chewed up by something. Crybaby Bridge. Everyone knows the legend of Crybaby Bridge. Some know the one in Anderson, which by far is the most famous one in South Carolina, and many know of Another one, in fact, there are quite a few in South Carolina and nationwide. The one in Anderson, South Carolina, has quite a history. It was originally built in Virginia in 1919, brought to Charleston, and the and the then in 1952 was moved to Anderson. There are there are a few different ways to start this story goes, but the most popular is that there was an accident late one night. A mother lost her baby to the flow of the river. It is said that if you go on this bridge late at night, you can hear the ba crying of a baby. And if you are lucky, you may even see the mother walking up and down the bridge searching for the child she lost so long ago. Third Eye Man What is lurking in the catacombs beneath the University of South Carolina? He was first seen in 1949 by two USC students, a man all dressed in silver, was seen opening a manhole and disappearing to the underground. One of the students says that this was a newspaper reporter and wrote about his experience. Six months later, a police officer was making his rounds around campus when he came upon some mutilated chickens. He went to his car to report the incident, and on his return, he reported saw the strange figure all dressed in silver. The policeman reported that when the man turned, he saw an odd-colored face, and in the middle of his forehead was a third eye. The police Men ran from the scene to request backup, but then, but when backup arrived, there was no third eye man to be seen. However, it didn't stop the policeman from telling that story for the rest of his life. The next time the third eye man was seen in the was in the late sixties. There were there are catacombs or tunnels beneath the university and a few fraternity guys. Though it would be a great place to take their pledges upon rounding 
the first corner, they report that they saw a crippled old man all dressed in silver. He swung at them with a pipe and knocked one of them down. The young man suffered minor scrapes and bruises along with shock, but nothing life-threatening. A manhunt was started that night, but nothing and no one was found. The entrance to the tunnels has seen been sealed, and so far there have not been other reported sightings of the Third Eye Man. Boo Hag. According to Gula legend, there is a creature that rides the night looking for something, someone that they think are good candidates to steal energy from. No, this is not a vampire. This is a creature that reportedly gains energy from a human's breath by riding their victims. It is said that they have no skin, which makes them red in appearance. In order for them to be less noticeable, they, steal, they will steal a victim's skin and use it for as long as possible. When they find... When they find something they wish to use, they remove the skin, they then get on top of the victim's chest, hold the face close to the person, and inhale the person's energy from their breath. It is said this will induce deep sleep in the human, and they may awake tired. If, however, they fight the blue hag, the blue hag will take their skin to use. If you ever wonder how to keep out of the, out of your bed, put a broom beside, keep them out, of, keep one out of your bed. If you ever wonder how to keep one out of your bed, put a broom beside the bed before you lie down for the night, the boo hag will become so obsessed with counting the straws in the broom that they will not have time to take up to take your energy before the sun comes up. The ghost hound of Goshen on a desolate stretch of road known as Buncombe between Newbury and Union counties, there dwells a terrifying beast known to many as a hound of Goshen. The stories go as far back as in the 1850s when a young slave boy saw him for the first time while going to get the doctor. It, said he, it is said to be an overly large dog and white in color. Some say that if you, have, if you are to happen upon this dog that a death is sure to follow. Some say that the dog has red eyes. The last time this dog was seen was in 1998, but there is no information on the encounter. As far as anyone knows, this dog has not bitten or otherwise attacked anyone to date. But if you do go down that stretch of road, I would take me with me some friends. I don't think I would chance an encounter with the Hand of Goshen. The Legend of Julia Lagar. The mid 1800s, the story has been told time and time again. Have you heard of it or some part of it? Julia Laguerre came to visit family. It is said that she became terribly ill with a fever and eventually slipped into a coma. Her family called the doctor who pronounced her as dead, much to the dismay and sorrow of her family. They interred her in the family mausoleum. Life went on, and 15 years later, they had to open the mausoleum to place another member when they found that Julia Skelda was at the door instead of laid to rest where they had left her. It seems that she had, had not been dead at all, but in a coma so deep that the physician could not detect a heartbeat or her breathing. They put the girls' remains back where they were supposed to be sealed and locked the door once again, but that is not where the story is. It seems that the door will never be shut. No matter how many times they have locked it, it has been opened. They say that now that there is no door, her spirit can rest because she knows that no one else will be locked in the mausoleum. The Haunted Banner Crypt. The story goes... The way many do in South Carolina is a story of love, loss, and ghostly happy and a and a ghostly happy ending. William Boehner built a magnificent home on the highest point of Hilton 
head for his bride-to-be on the night of their wedding. As they were dancing, he noticed that she was sweating and feverish. He took her by the hand to usher her to her chair, but she collapsed before ever giving, getting there. When the doctor arrived, he told William that she had contracted deadly fever. That night, William sat beside her as, he, as she drew her final breath. As with other devoted husbands, William built an elaborate place of rest for his dead bride and later to rest. But that is not the end of the story, tale. When the Civil War broke out, Grabarth tried valiant to get into this beautiful mausoleum, thinking that there were treasures galore. However, the only thing they found was their own demise. No one would be able to get into the mausoleum without meeting their own death. Many years later, it said that a group of teenagers, being as teenagers are known to be, was going to try their hand at opening the mausoleum. But as they approached it, they saw an elderly couple sitting on the bench that sat in front of it. As they get up closer, the couple disappeared. Ghost Treasure of Folly Island. Who doesn't love a good buried treasure story? Who doesn't dream of finding it? Well, I don't know if I would go looking for this particular buried treasure. As long as long with this treasure comes a guard of a ghostly pirate who watches over it. The story goes that when the Civil War broke out, a young soldier was told to gather all the people and bring them in off Folly Island. When he got to a particular run-down shack, he found an elderly black woman and a child living there. She didn't want any part of leaving her home and told the soldier of the time she had lived in the house. She told him of pirates who had come ashore to buy six, to bury six chests of gold, silver, and jewels. She even showed him the two oaks that the treasure was buried between. She also told him that when they had gotten all the treasure inside the hole, that that the captain buried a knife in one in one of his crew and threw him in upon the treasure itself. The soldier, being curious, wanted to make sure that he was sure of the location, but the old woman told him to leave the treasure alone, that there was a pirate watching, uh, watching that treasure, whether he was dead or not. Later that night, the soldier and a friend once went, a soldier, the soldier and a friend went to find the treasure, and the more they dug, the higher the wind came, and the closer the lightning until it became so bright that before them stood the silhouette figure of a pirate, Needless to say, the treasure remained buried, and the story would have, would have to but for the soldier who told it at a reunion, and another man just happened to put it in print. Bigfoot. Does Bigfoot live in the swampers and forests of South Carolina? Do you believe that there is a possibility? I'm not sure myself. However, I can tell you that if he does reside in this state, that there are a lot of places for him to roam. There are more than 80,000 acres of land that is claimed by government that goes untouched by human hand. Described as a huge, hairy, ape-like creature, many people of South Carolina have claimed to have seen this beast, and many more have said that they have found Curtis Christ. January 15, 2015, the finding Bigfoot researchers came to Aiken, South Carolina, to seek proof, and in that meeting, 50 people from all of South Carolina stood up to tell us tales of the strange beast. Is he out there? Will he ever find him? Do we really want? Do we really want to? I can imagine that answer is yes and no. I personally would hate to see what would happen to him and his kind if they. Were to be found, I know that their lives would be tragically changed. No animal beast should have to live in a cage. After reading, listening to these stories, are you ready to visit South Carolina? Next, listen to these stories of stories and myths. You decide whether they're true or not. Have a good week. Stay safe, and thank you for listening.